0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gym Owners Podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about how what you can do to make sure you're getting the highest quality, highest value leads, attracting clients who want to spend the most money and stay the longest in your business and get the best results. So this is a kind of a... Fix this one thing and the whole ship starts getting pointed the right direction type of episode. So do not miss this one. Before we get started, make sure you go to join the Facebook group, the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Link is in our description. Should get you there. We got some cool uh, three-day, four-day uh, little kind of checklist stuff. We're going to be running people through here in the next couple months. Um, and it's, you're not going to want to miss that. There's going to be uh, it's probably the most free value we will have given away ever <laughs> and i always make yeah, a bad yeah. habit of giving all the stuff away for free oftentimes but it's the implementation it's the step-by-step the accountability the processes that we sell but here we're gonna tell you exactly what to do and you're on your own to do it and uh i think you're not going to want to miss that so get in the facebook group make sure you follow us the show at the jim Morris podcast on instagram you can follow me personally at tyler f and stone that's tyler e f f i stone on instagram and john
1: and on instagram you can follow me at j banks f l
0: All right, this week, we've kind of been making an observation here between um, a couple of the gyms that we work through, um, that I work in, another one that a personal trainer that we work with directly who's working within, um, and John, one of the business consulting clients that we work with that has a lot of locations as well. So this concept we've been figuring out is a lot of gyms are having a hard time selling personal training first, right? If your gym is having a hard time getting people to buy personal training, that's problem number one. Problem number two, you're getting people to buy personal training, but they don't really stay. So your personal training revenue is just, it's not consistent. You're not converting people who are paying for personal training continuously. Um, and the other one is your general, your lead quality sucks. Mm-hmm. And and that's the truth, right? So if, you, if you're just not able to increase your average client value and you're not able to retain these high value clients, you're kind of in a bad spot because fixing those Fixing those few things is like a it's it's critical to the success of your business. Cause that's not I'm not gonna say it's easy money, but those are the people you want to work for, those are the high value products you wanna be selling. And if you're missing out on those opportunities, you're just stuck in a place that one of our franchises that we work with, John, was talking about this the other day, is like, well, they sell as memberships and they do some personal training, but they're trying to upsell personal training out of the membership base which means you're attracting to your gym that everybody knows just sells memberships. You're just going to attract people who want the low value, the low budget stuff and trying to then take them from that mindset to, Hey, would you like to spend a lot of money on a premium product? You end up selling, closing a very, very few number of those leads, a very, very low percentage of those leads because of a principle we always talk about expectations are everything. And these people are coming in expecting a, this is my monthly rate. I can come in and use the stuff. So trying to upsell out of that, you're not going to sell a Cadillac to someone coming in looking for a Corolla. It's just not the way it's going to be. But if someone comes in, so what you need to start doing is attracting some of these people from the jump. Because the, the, the observation that I made was we were kind of going through some of these sales numbers. And this main thing is retention, personal training, retention. Clients that stay, clients that renew, and clients that pay the most money. And you know what we figured out? They all had one thing in common. And that one thing was that the coach attracted them from their own brand. The coach brought them to the gym. The coach sold them on the personal training. And the gym was just the location. And that all of the leads that we were getting from the gym from their own client base, which seems like it would be high value. It seems like it would be a situation where, Hey, we're getting, we have access to all these people. They're all fitness. I'm going to use some guidance, but the fact is 90% of those leads are absolute dog shit. It's just not even hardly worth the conversation. They're like, Oh wait, it costs money. I don't want, to. and it's just, they all, they're all duds. Almost all of them are duds. And the ones that convert, they're not really expecting to be paying for this service for the long haul either. They're just kind of going to make a one-off expense, maybe put a little little fuel in the tank, um, and then they kind of will all fall back off. So it really is this strategy that I'm leaning you towards is your coaches need to market themselves. They need to market themselves as social as, on social media or whatever else in the community, but they need to market themselves as professionals and as personal trainers. And your gym, if your gym sells memberships, you need to also sell speaking in a very different channel you need to speak on personal training you need to attract someone who wants a personal trainer not someone who wants a gym membership and that being inverted that's the difference between closing i'll tell you what the, the leads that we get when we meet someone in person if they're coming to us we close anywhere from 75 to 85 percent of them on in big ticket stuff right oh, yeah. the, leads, the leads we get from Uh, a gym underneath us that they're already members and they're kind of just maybe thinking about leveling up to a personal trainer. It's like 20, 25%. And maybe it's the big ticket stuff that holds them up. But the fact is the ones that stay the longest are the ones that are attracted by the coach. And in the long run, your ability to retain coaches depends fully on your ability for them to become professionals and to build a career in this field.
1: Well, that's definitely the piece that was really kind of that I have been thinking a lot about is that exact idea where it's hiring has been top of mind for a lot of the coaches and the gyms that we've been working with in the gear academy. And really what, as we've been thinking about strategies to be able to help them implement to hire. And the fact is, it's not not a surprise, right? If you're breathing right now, you've been looking in your own communities and you've been seeing hiring issues over the last year and a half, two years. And it has been coming back to of the caliber of people that you're hiring. Yes. And, and, and so that's why, of course, it's no surprise that. When I come in, the clients that I have as personal training clients that I bring to a gym, that you're bringing to a gym, that our our number one personal trainer brings to her gym. It's not a surprise that they're all very high paying because it's our business. As an entrepreneur, it's our business. And really, that got highlighted for me when I was talking to one of the big franchise owners this past week. And talking with him when he let me know that when Amazon opened a massive warehouse here just close to where his location was, a 1 million square foot facility, right in his backyard. He closed his doors on Friday and he, and when he opened on Monday, he lost every single personal trainer that was working at his franchise location over the weekend. Yeah. Because the lure of $40 an hour at the 1 million square foot Amazon facility was enough to get everybody to jump ship and it's like oh holy shit but then when you and I stepped back and we started talking about that we're like oh well there's a fundamental
0: problem wow. and you know what that tells us that tells us that you never had any personal trainers bingo you didn't have a career personal trainer. You didn't have somebody that wash says to in their head, in their mind, and their what they identify as the the service that they bring to the world is I am a coach. Okay, that's that's the thing. You're not leaving that for some warehouse job. So you had the wrong people. And by the way, there's but you need bodies. You need warm bodies. I totally get it. But uh, this is this the the same thing goes for your staff, as goes for your employee or as for your client base. And that is just, you're going to, what you attract, what you attract is what you're going to get. Okay. So at this point, if you're going to put out an arrangement, we're going to pay people like, I'll give you 20 bucks for every hour you coach. And then I'll, I'll just fill you. It's the thing we've talked about a lot in the past. I talked about personal trainers who are like stoked that they go to a place and yeah, they're just going to fill my schedule. They'll just sell people for me and I could they'll feed me clients. And that term getting fed clients. That's how I know that coach is not going to make it professionally because you don't want that. I need one. I, right. I want to vet the clients. I want to know exactly who they are. I want them to like me or connect with me, or I want to know that, know that they don't right away. That's got to happen immediately. That we got to pull that mandate off. Like, nah, dude, sorry. And, and, and at that, those are the people though that get paid 20 bucks per session. You get paid 20 bucks per session for this one-on-one high contact, high social engagement service. And that is never going to work. You're never going to attract a professional. You're going to attract somebody who just kind of wants it to be easy and wants that dollar amount. And then is going to realize that to do that well, it's just not worth it. Or it's just way too much energy. It's way too much energy to get out, to put out there for that amount of money. And you're stuck then with the lazy people, the people who aren't a career guy. Because if I'm a career guy, exactly, my clients are my clients and I'm an asset to the gym. We're an asset to the gym. My clients, if I leave, they're very likely will leave. But you know what? that also means they're very likely to stay as long as I stay. And that is the power that you have as a gym owner by actually empowering your personal trainers to be professionals, like be a career. I got too far, but there's some trainers around some of the spots that are just bad. I mean bad, sitting on the phone the whole time, ignoring people, like no warm-up, just ripping fucking power, just terrible, terrible shit. Some of the worst personal training I've ever seen. I see it. And what are you going to do? It's a zero initiative person just doing zero initiative work and putting zero effort into it. And it's a, it's, it's a real shame, but that's what happens if you don't require more of them. And that person, those types of coaches will never be able to just outwardly attract a bunch of people because you'll spend two hours with a person like this and go, I don't want to fuck why did i pay for this stuff like ugh. and and those end up being very very short term arrangements very low return um, on a very low retention you end up with um very low client results and so like that can that alone having a placeholder personal trainer will tarnish your business's ability to actually be legitimized in the personal training space in your community it only takes one who sucks it really does and you're and then now you're screwed cuz Now, one of the notes that I had put here on this um, was that when you're attracting a client from, I mean, because I want to jump back to the uh, making sure that we are selling personal training to people as they're coming, it needs to be one of the primary attractors to your gym, right? So the hooks out there, you're looking for people, if you're a gym that sells memberships and sells group classes or 24 hour stuff, and you also sell personal training, If the only thing that your products that are listed about, that that your products listing shows is, here's my membership, here's our membership, come join, it's X amount a month, come check out our facility and all this stuff, you're really, really missing out on, you're only going to attract people that want a low-value service. And that's okay, but low-value, it's a low-value service. That's a $50 arrangement, a $40 arrangement. Some of them are, Planet Fitness was 10 bucks. Okay, if Planet Fitness oh, has yeah. personal For the training, the one dollar start or some shit. Yeah, like that? It, it, if I don't think they have personal. Maybe they do. I have no idea. But like, if there's personal training going on there, that's I can't imagine how hard it is to try to upsell people into that because they're coming in with ten dollars in mind. But if you're attracting someone saying personal training, get one-on-one attention. We're going to work with you directly with one of our professional coaches who's experienced and expert guidance, and they're going to hold you accountable, teach you how to do it. Make sure you work hard and do it safe. Like that now feels, there's no way a person can go into that going, Oh wait, that's more than $40 a month. You know what I mean? So automatically, what have we set the expectation? And that expectation being set higher is the name of the game because clients who go, oh, personal training, that's what I kind of want. I want that. They already have a bigger budget in mind. They're never a person who wants personal training will never, but it makes it easier to sell them a membership too. someone who wants a personal trainer and finds out that it's going to cost them six to 900 bucks a month or whatever for personal training. If they're going to get three, four sessions, like, you know, that adds up. And they go, oh shit! I just can't afford that. Well, you can always downsell your nose. So then you downsell them into a membership, okay? But not letting people know that you do a premium service—that should be the mo- the best thing that you put out there, right? If you're a used car used car lot. You're at least getting taking pictures and putting out the cleanest, nicest looking cars you got on your used car lot. The last thing you're gonna do is just go, "We got some shit boxes too." You don't put the value lot stuff out there. Super first. affordable. it's low value to you. It's low value to you. And so you got, we got to understand that. And let me me reiterate that for you. Clients who are interested in personal training have bigger budgets in mind, and that means they're higher value clients. And because of that, there is no change in expectation either. So they come in, they go, I want to spend a lot of money. I want to get this and they do it. And then they just continue to do the thing. You are never having to bump them up into something that maybe they're like, Oh, I, I came here thinking it was going to be 30 bucks a month and now you know it's not really working for me now the only way i get more service it's you're pushing them the wrong way i don't like Boy, an upsell that starts bottom up it's a downsell. Right. everything is a downsell. you start at the top and if your nose i can't afford it whatever that is you cover their needs if the money doesn't work hey well i'll tell you what at least we can get you in here and you know what we got an app or we got workouts on the board or we got whatever, you know, here's a website that can show you a bunch of workouts. You can just, you know, just then you can down. So you should be able to sell so many more memberships that way too. But what you've done then is started to populate your gym with like the right people and you don't have scumbags and you don't have a bunch of like the stuff that people are going to come in and mistreat your shit or piss and moan when they like, geez, I was, had to be, had to sign a contract for six months to get it at this price. And now they're mad because they haven't showed up in the gym for five and a half months. Those are all the wrong people to be doing business with. And the same thing goes towards your employees. If you want to attract hourly people who just want to come in and stare at their fucking phone, you're going to get what you get. And your business reputation is going to get it. Your ability to grow and attract people are going to get everything that you deserve from that type of doing business. It sucks. It's hard, but you need to empower your people to be professional. You need to hold them accountable. It's the only way. It's the only way. But your business can go from a business that people have just thought of as a place and you can very instantly be like, wow, this is a, a tremendous service, really can be a place that people are really, really excited about and think that it being professional in almost any line of work, being perceived as professional or the most professional is the way to go. There's almost no other way. You can, you can make a lot of money being rough around the edges and stuff. But the fact is, if you're excessively professional, that's over-delivering across the board. You will impress people every step of the way. And that makes people's willingness to spend more money go through the roof.
1: I think it's an important thing too to note of when you're talking about these gym owners, it's this is a healthy exercise that everyone can play that has a gym on. You're listening, so you're thinking about it or you got one. Look at the staff you have. Do you have people that are personal trainers or do you have coaches With an inflated sense of entitlement that provide personal training because it's more dangerous if you think you provide personal training that's high quality with professional people where at the end of the day they're just people that truly are being fed Mm -hmm. and it comes down and and that's where a big big piece is pricing what can you can you afford to keep professionals Because I will tell you right now, the agreement that you and I and every other personal trainer that we work with that runs through our system and runs through the Gear Academy, frankly, and then every gym that we work with that then puts this strategy into place to work with personal trainers in their market, they all have a very different relationship with their personal trainers or personal trainer to gym, then I guarantee fucking tea. Planet Fitness has with whoever provides personal training at their facility. Yeah. So the and the only way that that's possible is how you price. Just like you said, how you carry yourself, how you do that. So from a gym's perspective, you need to be looking at your people and seriously thinking or asking: Are these folks that are that are motivated personal trainers? And if they're not from experience of working with gym owners and from our experience of trying to change the staff you already have. (laughs) This is a very difficult task, folks. Turn them over. Like people don't change. Exactly. It's now it's why we always be hiring. Now, if you have a new sense of, or a sharpened sense of who you want to be bringing in to be your staff, who then, attracts the right type of client to be in your facility, you are now playing the game of slowly replacing and phasing out because you will not take a dud, a piece, a piece of shit that just wants to be fed and is happy to be a $20 an hour, but they've been around for a decade and now they're a $50 an hour person.
0: Or even worse, some kid out of exercise with an exercise science degree. There's nothing less, there's nothing I find less interesting or compelling as a person who's now been coaching and dealing in fitness for a lot of years talking to some kid right out of high school or right out of college who thinks they know things because they sat through a class. And I watch these people coach and it's terrible. It's a fucking nightmare. And it's, you know, and it's like, it's all the priorities are all wrong. It's all about them. It's all about stuffing whatever exercise that this kid thought was cool or was necessary uh just stuffing that into every single fucking client that they had it's terrible it's absolutely terrible so you as a gym owner here's the exercise you need to do is you need to look at your staff first off and then you need to disregard them almost completely you need to go what level of what standards of professionalism would i like my personal trainers to maintain and you can be as thorough and superficial, as thorough or superficial surface level as you want. I think you should cover every base. In My opinion, in a perfect world, they would all wear a uniform every time that lets every single person know that they're a coach at that place. Always. They would never be on their phone unless they're using it a timer. No phone calls, no texting, no nothing. Never. Not for a moment. Every client should at least get some sort of feedback that they can that they can give back to the business, not to the coach. Should direct to the business. The business should be reaching out about feedback maybe after the first week. Maybe those touch points need to be there because that's accountability because you're not able to watch them on the floor, okay? Those coaches should also be accountable to client results and client satisfaction. If the clients don't like working with them and they're not getting any results, that coach sucks. Hate to break it to you. By the way, some clients suck too, but at some point, that it doesn't matter. People need to be having good experiences in your gym, dude. So that's a problem as well. Okay. How they carry themselves. Are they able to sell? Can if, if someone comes in, are they personable enough, enough to talk about their packages, t- talk about their trading, present it in a tiered form that allows people to choose to spend the most amount of money with your business? And that by the way, that's the sweetest deal for them. Are they allowed? Are they good enough to offer more advanced services than just standing around setting a timer and hoping to God that the hour's over with?
1: Can we flesh that out? Cause I think that that's something that's worth talking about the, self, the because, sales piece. Well, yeah, not, yeah. we don't need to go too deep cause we can go yeah. way to way, way down. But like that idea of like, they need to be able to sell for me is the value is there. Cause if I'm, if I'm, if I'm taking myself, I'm removing myself from this conversation right now as you and I, and I'm a gym owner that's listening and I'm like, okay, yeah, great guys. This really sounds doable. What you're saying is, is that I need to, double the pay or pay my people more or pay someone that really is more, but I don't have more fucking money to pay them. And that's where it's, I want to dive into that. And yeah. that's the argument. If that's the pushback. It's you got to be more fucking creative to empower mm-hmm. your people to be on real
0: Never pay first, especially with coaches. Co- I've said this before a tremendous amount of hubris goes in being a coach. Really does. It just, there's a lot of ego in there. And it's a thing that takes some people decades to get out. I still deal with it all the time as a coach. There's times where like, fucking, you know what I mean? You get frustrated with, there's, there's just a lot of it where it's like your ego is in play. Coaches are fucking divas and their jobs, while they can be socially exhausting, they're fucking easy and they don't do shit and they're not, they don't have to do anything else. I'm sorry. Coaching is a great path. I I I've always said this. I believe coaching is a calling. It's not a job. It's a calling. But it is a calling to become a fucking professional. If you're not a professional about it, who gives a shit? It's like being called to fucking fall off a goddamn cliff. Who cares? Okay. If you're called to be a coach, then be a goddamn professional so that you can actually get paid and make a career out of your calling. That's really important. Now, so do not ever just throw some fat paycheck. Say, come on in and coach. It's never that. It has to always be performance based. And by the way, you can make it sweet because just make your shit expensive. Because if that coach can sell, who cares? And by the way, the coach doesn't when I say I sell, this does not mean you're going to get some sales wizard. This is where we talk about in the Gear Academy and with the things we build with our custom offer stack. These are very scalable. You just have an app that you that we we built with every coach's services on there. And that makes it very easy for an inexperienced coach who's just a nice person who knows a few things about the very few services that they do very well allows them to very quickly talk with a client make a great first exp- impression set expectations should give them some options and let them choose. that system will automatically make sure that the prices fall where the money falls where the money needs to fall it's done. you just don't have to worry about it and if you're not as long as you're not bringing in membership clients with membership interest and forcing them through that system you need to bring cl- and you, you can of course if your membership has it but for the personal training purposes, You need to be dealing with someone who is interested in personal training, then run them through that piece. And then now everything's going to work out. The money is now optimized. It truly is. And you're just going to give them a percentage of it. That's it. If they don't sell, they don't eat. Nobody comes into your gym and gets a you could you shouldn't trust anyone in 2023 to come in and just start them with a full time wage fuck no fuck that that's insane absolutely you've met people you can't hide you go you, go and you know go anywhere right now for real like <laughs> go anywhere and try to do any business with anybody at any place and you'll realize how hard staffing is never and this is one of our main things with hiring never ever ever give anyone the keys to the city never and we'll get we're going to get into that on on management and delegating and things like that in a different episode to build on this conversation but you're never going to bring someone and be like, yeah, I'll just give you like 60 K a year and just come in and yeah, it'll work. It's like, no, tell you what, perfect. I have a couple of leads. I'll give you, you know, and we'll, we'll set you up with the sales system and you can come in and yeah, you, you fill your own schedule. I'll put you in front. I'll teach you how to sell the stuff. Right. I'll teach you yeah. how to go through this process. I'll give you the resources. I'll promote you within our gym, but that's only step one. You know, I'll promote you within our gym. I'll also promote personal training, to refer leads to you but it's on you to attract leads as well as a coach so you tell this coach like get get hustling on your social media if you have a if your social media account is primarily just you and your dogs and your kids and you want to keep your business separate then create a separate one there's plenty of douche bags out there that have steve steve jones fitness accounts and then a steve jones regular person <laughs> account so i don't if you want to do that sure. that's fine but build it but whatever it is they need to start building something and they need to put out their own content and they need to be able to speak. If, if your coach can't speak about what they do well and what they offer to a client when they come in, then, then they shouldn't be working with you. That's like one of the standards we talked about earlier. They just shouldn't be allowed to coach people. If they can't just say, here's what I do. Here's my philosophy. Here's what I would do for you. Here's maybe what I would do differently that other people would do. Um, if they can't do that, they're, they, they have no value to you at all. But so you yeah, bring me, someone in, and you give them, and you give them that stuff. That is, you've given them resources, you've given them opportunity, and you spent nothing but a little bit of time, of your time. And- that that's very little. And then now it's on them. Every dollar they bring in, they get a piece of, and you can then nurture it, and you can grow it from exactly. there. But that's it. They'll they need to attract dollars, and you can give them more oppor- opportunities as they as they come to you. But you need to know that the ones that you feed them. Will be of lower value to them and to you than the ones that they bring from outside. Because if they're bringing people from outside, now they're bringing new people into your gym, anyways. That's a new member and a new high-level service. It's the same reason when you look at things. So there's uh, if you ever do internships with like, I won't say the company. It's a mutual fund company stuff around here that you know it's like save your one of those investment places to help you save money for retirement. They do a lot of commercial like business stuff. Sure. Um, they, They have a bunch of interns that come out of the college. What they do first for these interns who don't make any money anyways, is they just make these interns like cold call all their fucking family members and try to get them to buy these retirement funds. Oh, my okay. cousins
1: got stuck yes, in something like exactly. that a while ago. It exactly. Really and, the,
0: and the ones who want to be slimy enough with cold calling can stick it out. You know, it's just kind of a bit of a meat grinder. But in the end, you rise through that enough of the commission base sits there, and you can want to make a career out of living like that. Wonderful. Um, but – and then those few go on. It's the same thing. I got a job with this when I was really young. Um, total bait and switch, but about selling Hoover vacuum cleaners.
1: I like where this is going already.
0: Okay. What they do is they trick you. They say you're, you're selling home maintenance, maintenance system or home maintenance program. So I thought it was selling some sort of service where someone's coming in cleaning like a building and shit like this. That's what the ad sure. was. I met the guy. The thing was like a, It was all vague. It was super weird. Okay, And then I sit down. And then I show up. So training starts tomorrow. Come on in. I was like, dress nice. Okay. So I come in. And it's this slow burn. It takes like three hours in before you realize like we're selling vacuum cleaner. And then to, And then I find out it's like door to door I was like well, door that's to a door. No. And then that's a no. And then what they want you to do is the first thing you do, your homework at the end of that first day is you gotta go home, and you gotta call right? And they have you write down five people, their phone numbers. Go home and call these five people, practice your pitch. Um, and if any of them are interested, then for you know, talk to my we uh, talk obviously. to my guy. And that's yeah. my, my wife bought one before I met her. She bought one cause her roommate did the same thing. Ah, her roommate ah, got duped into it. But then, so when I sat through this first day, I was like polite, sat through the first day and walked away. I was like, I am not going back. Fuck these people. Um, but my wife had a roommate before her and I met who went in and like, got home from that first day and started running the pitch at Megan. I was like, Oh, this okay. And then they called the guy, and they, but that's what they do. Okay. They just come in and they like, get you to prey on your fucking contacts no, we don't need you to be like that as a gym. We don't need you to be predatory, but just know that like that is how you access new people. Humans are your best resource. Every human has a whole wealth of people and connections around there, and if they're not the social, network. yeah, if they're not yeah. social, if they don't have a network and they're not sociable, sociable people don't know who they are or like them. They're probably not very good fucking. They're probably not suitable to be coaches either. No. That was a big rant about vacuums and shit like this. But the main thing I'm getting at, your coaches need to sell themselves. And so that's how you bring them in, though. You bring them in, you give them that opportunity, and you say, all right, now you're on your own. I'll feed you a little bit, baby bird, but at some point you got to go out there and kill.
1: Well, this is where I, I really, really, really like your story of when you finally end up at the last employer you had in the HVAC industry yeah. where he made you buy all your own tools, right? If and made did not, you be a fucking professional.
0: If we did not own all our own tools, well, some of us we'd have, you'd have 10 snips and maybe a little of this, a little of that, but like, sure. no, there'd be a service technician here. You have to buy all your own tools. They would facilitate it. If they need to, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll even borrow you the money. You'll pay us a hundred bucks a month that you're going to need to own. Right. $20,000 worth. Of, and it's not because the business couldn't just pay for it and keep them. It was just that it's, that meant that I was this. the right and, mindset. And because of that, it meant that I could leave that business at any day. And I knew that I could leave that business tomorrow and I own these tools and I would be the most hireable person on the fucking market. And if you have employees who have the skills and the mindset that they are the most hireable person on the market and they can back it up, and now you have a whole team of people like that, you've got killers, absolute killers.
1: And they stay with you for all the right reasons. Because
0: this is because this Cause is because they can
1: go. You can always go. You can just leave. Exactly. And this is where you can be so fucking greasy and golem-like of being like, no, they can't you can't leave. You can't, you wouldn't last a second without me, because I feed yeah. you all the bullshit. And it's just like you're holding on to this piece of glass. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's a piece of glass. So you're squeezing on <laughs> it, it's cutting you, and it's killing your business. And you think by not empowering your people to be capable of you want people capable of telling you to go fuck yourself if they're unhappy and let them go, let them yeah. go. Because then, just like you said, if you have just a bunch of killers that absolutely could one day do it on their own and be on their own. And it just, it, it, for me, I don't know, it comes from that attitude where you have to be really careful, especially the feeling that there's not enough people to go around the feeling that you have to have everybody. Like at at the end of the day, we've done the math, Tyler, to be able to have like a really successful gym. 75, 100 members, maybe, maybe tops. Yeah. Like you you could, you can make insanely good money. So you're telling me that if you, you get a couple of your people to just be fucking assassins and maybe one day they want to open up their own joint but you're so fucking covetous of it where it's like, well, it couldn't be in my area because then they're going to start stealing my members. It's like, come on.
0: Like- well, and on that note too, I do want to make sure that that's, that, I'll make that clear because I, I do think that maybe that's a piece that people are worried about by empowering your coaches, empowering your coaches to seek their own, to my clients, no matter what gym I'm training, the matter my clients. And that was the thing with the arrangement, Megan and I are in and the Megan's in with the place she's in now and me as well is that, like, we made that very clear. Like, I have to protect my brand. I don't want to be an employee of this place. It's nothing about this place. It's that my clients are my clients. That makes Mm -hmm. now that arrangement valuable. And that's extremely important to me because when I leave, they're they're my clients as well. Like, I think that that piece is the most important thing. But I think gym owners are afraid of allowing that to be the case because a coach could go, geez, I could just set up a little studio. And now, I mean, I've got clients or 30 whatever it is that i'm running and they do all the soft gym math and they want to go do it and it's like but you need to understand if you're actually in tune with your mission within your community it should be to actually like spread and grow fitness to create a fitter community meaning if you're able to make so much money and there's just so much coming in and you have a coach that's doing so well and clients that appreciate him so much and you know what he is going to jump ship and go and maybe it takes two-thirds of them then that's just an opportunity for you to succeed more in your mission. You may have partially succeeded. By now, there's spots available in your spot. You can grow. They can grow. And now instead of that being 20 or 30 people, now that's 50 people being impacted. You know, Instead of your gym now facilitating 100 people, that guy takes 30. Boom, you refill those. That's 30 new people now that get to start training in your place. And you've got 30 new people, 30 new families that are eating better, 30 new people whose kids are seeing their parents work out and show up and go to the gym. Like that's the fucking goal. That's the goal. So it's not about people leaving. Oh fuck. Well now I gotta get it. It's like, great. You get to get new clients. Cause that's the whole fucking point of this thing. Cause if you're just in here to turn and burn, you're missing the fucking boat and go do business with the other people in this industry. You do not want to be doing business with us here at gym hacking or be bothering with the gym owners revolution. Cause we're here to do this thing and have it be based on what is actually right. And on your actual like desired outcome should be first and foremost, Get paid, make a career out of this, be a professional, be a professional coach, be a professional gym owner. And also having an impact in your community and knowing that it does need to be in that order, because you can't do one without the other. You can't sustain the other. You can't ta- you can't level up the ceiling on the impact you can create in your community is very low unless you build a fucking empire. And then it's very easy to impact a lot of people. So that's the point. That's all that's your rah-rah speech, I guess, to wrap it up here, but but I want to make sure it's very clear. So High value clients come from having high value employees and you're not gonna find a high value employee. They don't exist, but you're gonna get somebody, you're gonna set the expectations, set your standards, define them up front. Here's what's expected of you. And the best part is if they can't fulfill on any of those, they won't get a single client to coach anyways. They're not gonna get too deep into your shit to mess it up and you can always cut them loose then, okay? So no one gets the key to the city, come in, set these parameters, run a system that works, that really, really, really works. And you need to be trying to attract high value clients. Stop trying to trick your low value clients into being high value clients. It's a very important distinction to make. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. If you want to be a high-value client, make sure you get in the Gear Academy. Uh, On all seriousness, the Gear Academy rocks. This is where we run through. It's a year-long arrangement where we run with these coaches and gym owners, and we help build all of this, from the sales system to the offer stacks to uh, supplement launches to just identifying your next move in your gym and making it and making sure that you make it and that it gets done this week, next week, that your gym is better every week than it was the week before it and that your skill set levels up so that you can eventually remove yourself from some of these tasks and your business can t- continue to grow. So if you want in on the Gear Academy, shoot us an email. John, what's the email right now? Your mom at hackyourgym.com. <laughs> and that's real. We do have a lot of these. But email us me at mom at hackyourgym.com. <laughs> uh, but get in the Facebook group as well, the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Link is in the description. Uh, follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. And you can find John
1: at JBanksFL.
0: Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.